In this episode, I'm joined by our graphic designer, Jim, and we're going to be talking all about print. Hi, everyone. So I'm here today with Jim. He is our graphic designer and he um, specializes in all of our print projects. Um, So, yeah, over to Jim, really. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jim. How you doing, guys? Um, yeah, so I've got a background in print. Uh, I worked at a printer's for five years. That was doing anything from business cards to you know a lot of the stationery to large format. Um, yeah, working with Pantone colours, basically making sure everything is colour correct. And I wanted to take the step into doing a lot of web design as well, so that brought me here to sew marketing. But then also, um, I've brought my skills of you know, print design. So here I am, and I've been at Say Marketing now for nearly two years. Brilliant, and um, making it an absolute pleasure with your heavy metal every day in the studio. You're welcome, <laughs> absolutely welcome. You'd, everyone needs a bit of uh, heavy metal in their life. Joyous. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, heavy metal and print, this episode is getting interesting very quickly. So um, tell us a little bit then about the differences between um, print and web design and why you weren't necessarily getting that experience in your old place. I mean, it was primarily Apprentice. They did try and get into web design, which they did, and it wasn't probably to the extent that I'd like to do. But um yeah, it was trying to separate well enough the print art and web design art. So bearing in mind things like CMYK and RGB, that when we get photos sent over from clients that are always RGB, we then have to change them to CMYK. Because um, otherwise, colours can vary and we have to keep everything colour correct basically and you just have to make sure everything is spot on because if you if you make an error in print then you have to it's it's easier it's easier done in web you can fix something quite easily it doesn't cost anything really but within print you then have to buy the paper again you then have to cut it down again it's yeah it's it, it can go terribly wrong very quickly, very quickly. Yeah. No, um, so um, just touching on a few of the things that you said then, Jim, um, I, um, with my limited graphic design knowledge, I know that RGB is primarily digital. It's based on the pixels and how um, it's color-coded. So RGB means um, red, green, blue. If I'm incorrect, just jump in because you never know, I might be. Um, that's, that's correct. So yeah, red, green, <laughs> and blue, that's how it's primarily mixed and... Um, CMYK, I'm not even going to attempt to guess what they stand for, but um, it's um, basically how they actually use a physical print to mix into those colours, isn't it? Yeah, so it's cyan, magenta, yellow and black. So it, it's uh, with print, it's all about the, the number of dots. So if you had 10% black, therefore the dots are very small and spread apart, but you won't be able to see that from the naked eye, from, you know, as you would read a brochure. You won't be able to see those dots necessarily, but if you actually look closely or under a microscope, you'd see the dots quite clearly. And so the number of dots in cyan, the number of dots in magenta, the number of dots in yellow, 
or them make a different colour, basically. Yeah. So then RGB, like you say, red, green, blue. But then if you go too far and too bright, then those colours will not translate to print. They, they won't print. It'll, they'll, go, they'll dull down, and some clients don't realise that. that they'll, they'll might say, oh, this looks dull now. So... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, I guess it's um, it's one of those if um, if you're not really used to it, and um, I guess we have it a lot of time as well when we're packaging um, designs up for clients sp- specifically for web. Say if you've done like a um, like a social graphic for them, and they real like they don't understand why they can't just drop that into a brochure, for example. Yeah, um, with print uh, images need to be three hundred DPI, whereas for web, 72 DPI, so it's um, dots per inch. So the more dots per inch that you have, the clearer the image will be. Yeah. So when you print and it, it needs to be 300 DPI, the image is very clear and you can expand it to, to some d- some extent. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I guess obviously with, um, with it being web or digital, 300 DPI just takes way too long to load. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you had a full website full of 300 DPI images, you'll be sat there for a while, sort of like 20 years ago, <laughs> on uh, dial-up. Yeah, no, and um, it's still it's still not great today, I mean, in terms of, like, so SEO from my perspective, um, I'm always going on to the guys, like, make sure they're saved correctly so it doesn't, like, hinder the load speed of the pages, things like that. But, um, yeah, they're pretty good, though. Don't need telling. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess we've covered then um, the difference between CMYK and RGB and um, making sure that your images are sized correctly. Um, and in that case then, Jim, I guess next question is, what's the best software to use and um, can I design a leaflet up for print in Photoshop? Don't you dare. <laughs> <coughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for, for some people, they only have Photoshop. I mean, now everything's on the cloud, so in order to buy the whole suite, I can understand why people might just purchase Photoshop, because then that's just £10 a month. Yeah. Whereas if you bought the whole suite or something like that, it's, I can't even remember, is it £50 a month? I think it's like, like getting on to 60 If you buy it for a business, it's like close to 80 Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But I would advise, if anyone is, either use... Illustrator for simple print, or then if you do more in depth brochures specifically as well, magazines use InDesign. You can set the margins up, um, so you, you create a, a safe area a lot easier. With il- Illustrator, it just opens up the artboard. With InDesign, it asks you uh, y- y- your bleed as well, uh, your margins, which is your safe area, so where you keep your text in. So if you imagine when you finally get to print, if your text is too close to the edge, then the the guillotine can move when it cuts. Yeah, got you. So if something's too close to the edge, then it it can get forced to the edge and it looks like it's just going to fall off the page. Yeah. So InDesign keeps everything structured. Okay. So I would, yeah... 100% 100% say InDesign is the best software to use for print. 
Okay, and um, you touched on that if it's for simple print, Illustrator could be okay. What can I get away with using Illustrator for? I mean, you could do your business cards, letterheads, very easily. You could do some leaflets. There's some things that Illustrator can do that InDesign can't, and it's easier to use. So, again, I can understand why people use Illustrator. Um do some large format as well there's there's no issues in that as long as everything's imported to PMYK that's great it's absolutely fine because you can export it with the bleed you can export it with the crop marks and therefore that's fine but then within design what we've had is it say if you're doing a brochure and they go you know what we need to remove pages 55 to 70 or something like that because you can set page numbers within InDesign it moves everything structured. Got you. But if you did that in Illustrator, then you know, everything just gets messed up. Yeah. So, again, InDesign, every time. So, InDesign, then, um, I'm guessing if you're doing any kind of large form print, then go to InDesign, don't even chance it on Illustrator. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to use as well for, for actually doing with print. Um how you can print preview, it's it's a lot easier. It, it Illustrator can do it. It will give you a print preview, but it won't tell you what percentage of color is being used within the print okay. and how it's and how it's been used. So in design again, it's far better for the for the print. So um, in terms then of being able to do, especially kind of like small form print and some more simple things, um, why should I even bother using Adobe Creative Cloud? Like, surely even I could just go on Canva and do it. <laughs> it seems like every designer hates that word, Canva. <laughs> I really do. It, Canva's good if you, don't, if you don't really have much design background. It gives you a lot of elements that you can use. But if you want to be a designer... You want to create everything from scratch. You want to make it personal. So that's why I would always use Adobe. Yeah, Adobe no, software. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because are, um, yeah. obviously um, me being a marketing manager, um, trying to save a bit of money on um, on a small business's um, kind of their marketing budget, especially if I was in-house working for a small business or I was a business owner, um, they obviously go onto these platforms and see that um, you can do business card mock-ups and things on there. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've ever really done this with actually being a designer, but do you know the sort of quality of them? Are they are they actually any good? Like, how would you go about kind of testing that? Um, well, again, I'd, I'd, you know what? I don't actually know. I've never used Canva. I've probably, I've never wanted to get into it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll look at the page of, oh, this is what you can do in it. And I'm, you know, I think that's good. But like you say, people that are in-house that want to create a business card, want to create a letterhead, you know, absolutely fine. But I, d I don't think I would ever go there. I, mean, yeah, I don't know how you'd be able to print preview. I don't know if you can. I don't even know if they have CMYK set up. Oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I <No>. really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm just asking because um, obviously, if if there's a if there's a will to save money, there's there's definitely a way to do it. Oh yeah, I mean 
you can get mock-ups from anywhere though as well if you can get your hands on shutter stock just for a small license and you can get plenty of different layouts different images as well full vector so i don't know I don't know what if Canva can use Vector. I don't. I don't. I, I, don't, know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> For someone that actually has used it in the past, <laughs> it, it goes as far as to show what my knowledge is. No, I mean I. I think just for designers, you just get to make your own stamp on things and yeah. say I design that rather than I sort of shoot this element and drop that in, and then I click save. You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I definitely won't be trying to make myself a business card anytime soon on Canva. Fantastic. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much for um, that. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess um, a few other things then that I um, I just wanted to touch on really um, with kind of working on print projects in the past and um, making sure that clients have the right thing. Um, one thing that really scares me is um, any sort of like exhibition stand that he's creating because um, I I feel like in my role, I am sort of being a bit of a mathematician in terms of like going, like taking a brief from a client. Like this is, this is the size of our pitch. This is what we have. And um, this is what we want to showcase. Then I'm trying to liaise with like a designer and um, pitch them what the kind of big vision is, I guess, in terms of what they want to um, get out there. And um, in terms of actually seeing it before it goes off to the exhibition and with us being agency side as well, we don't even get to see the final product. It's really scary because you're kind of, everything's just out of your control, isn't it? And um you just rely on the fact that the clients briefed you properly and um, then the marketing manager or an account manager just briefed it into the design team correctly and it's actually gone off to print okay. And um, yeah, by the time it gets to wherever it needs to be, it actually looks how it's meant to look. Yeah, I mean, exhibition stands, is, it's, it's tough, but as long as everything is organised, it can be... I, I, I did a exhibition stand in like a couple of hours because there were just small things that were needed but because the printers were so well organized that I didn't really have to think about it that much yeah so probably the best thing to do is for a client to liaise with a printer if they're not too sure then obviously then then come to us and then yeah. we, we can you know organize their printing of a stand as well we need to know how big it's going to be. I mean, everyone's been to like Bing and NEP or something like that. Yeah. So you can see how some stands is, it's just a banner. But then there's other stands that have got lights hanging down and everything is just lit up and everything looks amazing. And like a full-on production. Yes. And you're like, I'm going to buy from them because that stand looks incredible. Yeah. I mean, you don't really think that, but you think, well, they're a bit professional, so I'll go to them. Yeah. But, so, we've we've got quite a, flu a few clients that have asked for stands, but because they they are so familiar with it anyway, that they'll go to a printer's and they'll say, right, so we need a stand that's, we need a backboard that's three metres by three metres. Yeah. So you go, okay, so that's one panel. And then they'll ask for another panel, and then they'll ask for another panel, and everything just starts to come together. And if they're not too sure of 
how it will look, then the printers have probably got a mock-up of it, which yeah. we then can apply the mock-up in Photoshop so that they can get a, an idea of how things will look. And yeah. I like to do th- those things anyway. So if there's something where on a stand is where you might stand and then there's there's a Mac on top of it or something like that, so that might then block what will be on the back. So a client might say, I want all of these bullet points going from top to bottom. And you go, no, that won't work. <laughs> yeah. Because purely because you've got that in the way. And you're oh, yeah, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. But it can be difficult. But at the same time, as long as everything's organised, it, it can be absolutely fine. And as long as all images are supplied high res, again, 300 DPI, as large as they can be, People say, I want this image, and it's been taken from Google, and it's absolutely tiny. It won't it won't work. Then we just have to find an alternative that's similar for, for the client. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So um, I've got a few more questions for you. Um, so in terms then of bleed, when printers ask you what the bleed is, what does that mean? So the bleed is the area around the document. So if you think of where you might have an image that goes off the the page, that image will then go into the bleed. Okay. And so if you think where it gets cut, you don't want to have a white line if the image doesn't go over. Yeah. So if the image goes over and, and it gets cut through, because like I say, when, when it, you print and then when it gets trimmed, is the guillotine can move. So on some it might come inwards, on some it might go out. Yeah. So it might leave a white line. So it leaves a three millimeter safe area outside the print. So everything all should be absolutely fine there. Brilliant. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and I guess that goes on to then why uh, margins and safe areas are pretty important. Again, um, when it gets trimmed, it can come in. So then if you have a margin that's too small, then it does doesn't look right it kind of looks like the content's just going to fall off the page so it needs to be kept within a a safe zone so again we've had it where clients have supplied artwork and the text is too close to the edge so we we have to move it in so then it looks right just just from a graphic design point of view as well and i think from a, a brochure everything fits onto the page and you might find that it will have a margin around the edge which that would then be your safe zone yeah that makes sense so um in terms then of materials and things that you can get things printed on what are um what are some of the best ones to, what are some of the best materials to use uh, it depends on what you're, you're going for really i mean had it before if you're printing brochures where you might use a gloss paper it sort of you know it's got the shiny effect but then also people might go for an uncoated paper yeah. uncoated stock and actually that can look quite nice especially when um i've printed children's books yeah on gloss that won't look right but on an uncoated stock it actually makes illustrations stand out more i thought you were going to say pop then no no (laughs) no no stop it you (laughs) 
that word's banned in this studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess um, then in terms of print, um, with the digital world being as it is now, what would you say is the future of print? Does print still have a place? Definitely. I mean, when you buy a new product, it comes in a packaging. It comes printed. Yeah. If if that packaging is it's a bit naff, you think, oh, I've kind of wasted my money there. But if you bought an Apple product, yeah, it, the packaging is specifically designed that once you've opened it, because it's so tight that it takes something like seven seconds for the actual for the bottom of it to fall out. It's it basically it gives yeah. suspense, but which is actually uh, really clever. <laughs> yeah. Annoying as well because you're trying to pull on it, but it won't actually work. So you just have to leave it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's um, obviously digital is is taking over. Where people before, you know, ten years ago, would say, "Have you got a brochure?" It's where's your website because it's so easily accessed on your yeah. phone with four G. So you know, web is taking over to some extent, but obviously, with print, if it will, it will never go. People say, you know, there's I've read articles where it's like print is a dying art. It's like it's going nowhere yeah no I think um, from a marketing perspective if I ever wanted to do something and um, get stand like to stand out I'd go print 100% because now there's so much digital noise that it's hard to get cut through even if you are very good at what you do and know how to um, optimize content for the best audience You've s- you're still up against like however many agencies there are in the bloody country, however kind of internal marketing teams, however many freelancers are out there. Exactly. It's just difficult. Whereas if you actually think outside the box and send something physical, it's just a lot easier to actually get that initial spark of conversation going. If it's if it's well like done well. It, no, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. But then also, a brochure. It's it's still it's nice to still have something physical. Yeah. Like, I, d- I don't know about you, but if I still like to like buy records, because I like having a physical copy, I like the physical print. Yeah, I'm the same with books, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I still read graphic novels and comic books. I much prefer to yeah. buy the graphic novel. That I know you can get them on Kindle now, but I prefer to have it printed. Yeah. I don't think I'll go share your opinion with getting rid of the catalogue last year. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, they've gone full digital first now. They don't have any catalogues out there. Yeah, but I mean, when that's going to be... How many pages was that? Like, thousands? It was chunky. I used to use it to um, stand on and reach top, like, cups in the top on the top shelf because I couldn't quite reach. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm six foot, so I don't have that <laughs> issue, so... Yeah. But, no, yeah, there's... Obviously, we need to think about the environment, though, as well, to, to that extent. Yeah. So, rightfully so, large catalogues like that, especially when I think they were getting printed twice a year. I think it was either twice a year or it was quarterly. Yeah. I don't know how often it was off the top of my head. No, so when you think how many they probably printed, then that that isn't good for the environment, but also you've got to consider the transport of that as well. Yeah. So if they've stopped printing it then obviously that's the environment of using up using trees and obviously because you're not transporting anything obviously now you then cut down on fuel yeah no that makes sense 
So in terms of, because you've touched on something there that I think um, is worth actually dwelling on a little a little bit. Um, are there anything, are there any better products to actually um, kind of use for print in terms of sustainability? How would you, um, how would you broach that subject? There are, I mean, with some paper, it, it can get recycled paper, but then it will come with a certain texture. I'm not sure if there's technology now that's been able to create, you know, so many different papers there are. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is a difficult one. I mean, having a recycled paper usually has a texture. That's, that's how I think anyway. Yeah. But, yeah no i mean i guess with that it's something that people are becoming more and more aware of now so it's technology that's going to just keep improving and um, there'll be solutions that are coming up all the time um so one last question then to um before i let you go um what's the best print project you've ever worked on and why that's a good one I mean, currently we're um, working with Autobright and doing their labels. Yeah, I've actually I've really enjoyed doing them. But then they they've done or they've they've asked for so many different things. So I think my, my favorite one was last year that they asked for a Halloween special. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we want it. It's going to be called ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah, we want to fluorescent green, and we're going to hide bugs in them for for customers. That if they open one that's got a bug inside, then they get a voucher of some sort. But it was printed on like a silver foil. Ah, okay. So there were certain elements that that stood out. When I made it very illustrative, I think it was very much my style. So I think they asked for something, but I kind of did something different of where I thought it should go. I know I, that's that's probably the best thing they've ever done for us. So I was yeah, I was really chuffed with that. That's nice. It's nice. I think it's nice um, the relationship we've actually got with Autobright and um, yeah, yeah, it's great. They, um, they do let you do that um, and kind of they they trust us completely and they trust our direction with things. And you've worked with them for such a long time now. You've really immersed yourself in their brand and they trust your creative direction. So, um, yeah, it's, I guess it's always really nice as well when it actually comes together and clients have that trust in your creativity and don't um, don't put a dampener on it. Yeah, definitely. And I've, I've, yeah, I've loved working with those guys. They've been absolutely brilliant you know just been able to do logos for them been able to help out on the website with them been able to do all these labels for them and um, give them pointers on print and saying you know if you wanted to make something pop <laughs> more you know as you like to say you know add some spot uv here you know it's yeah it's been really good i think i think they've really appreciated that as well Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, Jim. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Thank you very much. Yes, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Excellent. And um, if you've got any questions about print or if you've got anything coming up, um, 
maybe maybe you're listening to this in 2022 when we can actually do exhibitions and you've got some questions about exhibition stands, just um, drop us a line at hello at saymarketing.com. <laughs>